Man, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to an episode of For the Culture Podcast. Hey there, guys. Good to be <laughs> you know, I got good to be back. We got a good to be back. Hey guys, it's um me, uh, Ringo. You don't sound confident with that, man. Like, I got, are you sure it's you? I, I got Grego because you know I'm used to my intro. You know, I, I, I'm trying to do something new. You know, you know, forget it. To another another episode of For the Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us by us. You got your host here, Ringo, Grego, Coach Tony. We got our boy L here today. You know, we're gonna dive into it, man. How y'all been, man? It's been a while since I've had both of y'all here. Y'all been on the road. You know, we really really have. We out here doing your missionary stuff. We we insert culture everywhere. You know, smallpox blankets all over America. (laughs) Here you go, Richmond. Take these smallpox. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like y'all had a good time up there, man. I have to say that it was very impressive I'm pretty sure there was never as many black people there for a soccer game, maybe ever. Um, ever. Like, I'm pretty sure they haven't seen as many black people if it's not for a, for a regular football game. I was like, oh, like like this is what we do here. Like, like it was like, it was a pretty good vibe, you know. Like, you know, for me, it was a chance to go back home, you know, connect with. Everyone that we've been connecting with, you know, through the socials, Gino, Featherstone, Block, Elliot, uh, and uh, we also met uh, Shanir from uh, River City 93. You know, like, it, it, it was a, such a dope vibe. So, and then, of course, you know, <laughs> panicking through the, through, in, the, in the hotel lobby, hoping that we wouldn't get kicked out. Like that. that oh, shit. I was about to call on him. Snitch on y'all. Just <laughs> I, it felt like it. I was he, about to snitch. He took a call. He, he came. He gave Hold us. On. He gave us the manager sit down. I <laughs> Becky back there, man. The manager was some, like, uh, "Yo, Negro's uh, podcasting in his lobby." I, yeah. I just don't feel there's an ordinance. There's an ordinance about he, podcasting in he, lobbies. He couldn't figure out how to say we had guns because there was microphones. There. That's why he let us record. He was just like, "I can't call the police. I, I can't." He's like, "There's nothing you can get it." So, so it was a good vibe though. Did y'all? How much Henny did y'all drink? Yo, it wasn't so, that much. So, I, I had to stop at like because after that watermelon, I was yeah. like, yeah. So that's the thing. So can we talk about this? Y'all just sent the culture back twenty years eating watermelon, no. celebrating the culture, man. See? No, first of all, culture. Can y'all chime in on that? This? Was our North Carolina yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> so, supporters groups the the Latino supporters groups? They they brought a spiked watermelon out there and like it was like yeah, it te- tequila. I'm look, look at me. Did you hear what you just said? Listen, man. <laughs> it we're wasn't it's okay. us. Okay. It was another group that brought it. We were, we were like, hey, they're black. Let's bring them watermelon. No. They, they didn't know there were black people coming. They didn't because they were like, they were like, whoa, this is a lot of black people. We need black people. We, need, no- we need more watermelon. They <laughs> was like, guys, we figured out, reach out. Spiked watermelon. Because they had tequila, whiskey, there was rum. rum. Some other shit. Something else. And they said they'd been soaking there for like a good five days. So y'all didn't make an incredible Hulk while y'all was up there too? No. Damn. Listen, no. Y'all had that one shining moment. Listen, man. Listen. I'm going to take the culture back again. <laughs> Two bites of that watermelon. I was drunk. I said, I don't know what was in it, man. Because my thing was like, okay, we still have to try to record tonight. So I'm that, that night. So I was like, there's no way we could just keep going and expect a coherent podcast. So I was like, we have oh, to stop. When we podcast here, we're coherent? 
I mean, like, <laughs> listen, more this, than what we were there. This Syracuse Nera is, 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 that, that was nothing. Listen, That's nothing. I'm just saying, bro. I was just saying there were pins floating around the supporter section as well. <laughs> Might have took me under as well. So, you know, I, I was through. It, it was a great time. It was a good time, man. It was so what um the kickers do, they actually do kind of like a call and repeat that I think is uh it's uh well like oh when the oh when the Reds go marching in, like when the Saints go marching in. They do that, but what they do though they point to different people in the supporter section to lead it off. So it makes everybody feel like they're Involved. part of yeah. it. So Involved. instead of just being a capo and everyone's waiting on the capo like Atlanta United does, like, oh, my God, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. <laughs> you tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Uh, what's, what's, the new, what's the shit Resurgence does now? The uh, uh, Bella Chow. Bella Chow, Chow, Chow. Instead of doing that, you sure. know. They're like, yo, you do it, then you do it. So that was cool. But it was a good vibe. Yeah, that was a, now that's a, was a pretty cool chat. Like, both – both Ford and Richmond, like you know, like they both had a, or, a pretty pretty unique vibe on both sides, and and they felt organic, yeah. like they felt like the chants were from their cities. It wasn't like we're gonna do Italian chants and stuff like that because we feel like that's what we're supposed to do. So uh, when are we gonna get a Forticulture um, Kente cloth uh, top? I'm still waiting for the Richmond one because like because Elliot was like you know like. It was kind of expensive to get everything all printed. I was like, I want my culture jersey. That's, that's all I want. That's, that's really all, all I want in my life right now. So, you know, my birthday's in, in, in a month. So, Elliot, hook that up. <laughs> and what was also dope was we got to interview the head coach. I mean, to have time, yeah. access yeah. to a coach, like, out there. Like, like when, you know, we introduced himself, I was like, yo, this is cool. And he was just down to do an interview. And he said, come on out here. We were on the field when we did the interview. I mean, that was – it was cool. It is access that you get in lower league soccer that you don't get in major league soccer. And so it's like so like everybody that listens to this show that has like a team that they support that's not a major league soccer team, go out there. Get involved, man. That's how you grow the game. So Yeah, so what we got on the show today, uh, Ringo? I, a lot. But let's just get into it. You know, why, why, why spoil it? You know? Okay. Let's just flow into it. You know what I mean? That's what's up. That's what's up. You want to go to the Champions League? Yeah, because we like so we we missed so much since we were you know getting drunk in Richmond. Like we missed the start of the Champions League, the and Champions. you know, was I, your I, team in it? Mine wasn't. Yeah, we we had to wait till Second Thursday. Round. We had to wait till Listen Thursday. Listen here, man. <laughs> we're playing on Thursdays. Come out. It's cool. Hey, Time we're out. gonna advocate the Europa League in this thing. <laughs> Hey, yeah, listen, Europa. that's the real league, man. It is, ain't man. nothing like that's going right. to Eastern Europe, to- <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> at night. <laughs> and take a train. <laughs> at night. See, hey, Premier that's League. With it- the real races. Right? Yeah, right. For real. These first division teams. piss bombs thrown at you, man. It's crazy, man. <laughs> Europa. What's the Europa theme? I don't know. We're going to make one. <laughs> We're going to make one. Europa. But any surprises in the Champions League? I mean, there's no surprises. The group stage, I, um, the group stage is like in the NBA regular season. It's just like, yeah, it's cool. There's games on. I think. Come on. I, I think the only, only real wrong. surprise there. It wasn't even really a surprise. It's just more so. Like you can definitely tell that Real ain't Real no more. Like you know, it, Madrid's just like falling all the way off as far as at least as far as Europe goes. Because in in La Liga, they're still undefeated. Like they're still like it's crazy. Like how it's crazy what their standard is right now. Because you go to 
uh, you look at 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 their at the table. They're tied for first right now. I think they're second technically on goal difference, but for the standard that they set, pretty much from the first term of Zidane, mm-hmm. it's like if you are winning one zip one nil, it's like what the fuck are you doing? Well, let me ask you. You know, everybody talking about Ole out. Is Zidane out? <laughs> that, and that's the crazy thing. It's he like, was, I mean, he was, like it's he was out. I don't know why he came back. <laughs> I think because I think he came back because Real was just just desperate. It was like, you no, know, we couldn't make things work with Solari, and you know we got to figure out something. And he basically, okay, here are the keys, take it. And of course, even even then, it was like, you know, we can only do but so much for right now because they couldn't they, they couldn't get Pogba, and I think, yeah. Aside from Azari, even Azari's been like okay, like you know, they kind of been easing his way into to so the into the eleven. Are you saying that the quality on the field isn't there, or is it a manager issue? I think it's the quality on the field. So the players, so this that's what I think. So honestly, you got to think about it. Real Madrid historically has always been the club to splash cash mm-hmm. to get players, right? Right. Now everybody else got. I think I think good for money, you know what I mean. I think they kind of have reached the end of their. Of their current generation, like Ramos and Modric and Benzema, and can you really? It's it's one of those things where like you can't just like dump everybody and just start fresh all of a sudden. Like that takes at least a couple years. To, never a Real Madrid has never been like let's dump everybody. Right. Start fresh. They've, well, that's just, any club really. But Real Madrid specifically has always splashed the cash right. to buy everybody they need to build the team. It was it's always been an all star team. Yeah. And so now that. PSG splashing cash, City splashing cash. Mm-hmm. None of these players want to deal with the fucking press in Spain. Right. Let's be real. Nobody wants to be harassed and hounded every single waking moment of your life. So they're like, I'm good. I'll go to Paris. I'll go to England. I mean, there's definitely, yeah, there's yeah, definitely I, I, options. I, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, like I think for all those players who've been playing since day one, like Real Madrid is always. I mean, even as a Man U fan, like Real Madrid has always been like the club you want to play for. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, like, historically, historically, and that's historically still yeah, prevalent today. because who is the defending reigning champs of the Champions League? Liverpool. I mean, before before, and the only team to win three straight. Right, guys, you're acting like first of all. I think we're overreacting to the Don thing out. Second. No, like, I, I don't think it's a case like I where they won. Like you said it's the it's the it's no, the quality saying, of the like field. in general what people are saying, but as far as quality too, you got a lot of injuries too. You know, your Asensio out, Modric out, Bale's fine. They don't know what they want Bale's, to do. With Bale. Well, that that's a whole another. Hazard's fine. That's a whole. The first of all, the Bale thing is, you know, that's always been a soap opera. The one thing I will say though is that I did love having Killer Nala get his, you know. Yeah, yeah, your your, your your boy, your boy, because I mean, he moved over to PSG, so he was in the net uh, during the uh, PSG Real Madrid, and yeah, pulled that shutout. Yeah, but that boy Di Maria, what he's Fuck. like, found and that's another um, former Real guy. That's what I'm saying, and he's living life in Paris. What do you, what do you, what do you they, 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 they didn't need Mbappe. They didn't need Neymar. They said, you know what, we're good. We're straight. Mm. We'll play with the B team and walk. You know. And they walked him. Yeah. They so, did. any other surprises? Any any Champions League games that you tuned into last match day one? <laughs> I'm gonna say Red Bull. 
Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Jesse Marsh. He got a win, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, five one, I think. Yeah, like, he, like he, like that's that's how you make your your statement saying, okay, you know, it might be a, a minnow, but you know, we we here to play. So I mean, it's exciting group stage. It's all cool. So I don't know. I mean, what was uh, yeah, Atletico and Juventus? They tied, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got locomotive in first place in that group. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Atletico, oh, they, oh. Atletico came back and yeah. and uh, ended up drawing Juve. Like it's it's ex- there's definitely a different vibe with them this year compared to like past year. I think that there's a different flair about them now that surprisingly wasn't there when Griezmann was there. I think that Jao Felix has really you know injected a, a newfound energy with them to where. It's like people actually want to see like like they're not they're not about you know let's grind out that one nil win and you know figure things out from there like they actually have some excitement now. Well, I was about to say like when I watch him play, the thing that always pops in my mind is come to America. That boy good. That boy real good. Yeah, he's, he's good as shit. We should, put, we should put a drop. We should put, we should put that drop in. Hey, but our favorite, hey, the culture's favorite team. Ajax. Ajax. You're going to say something? <laughs> no, right? I was like, hold up. Hold up. The culture's favorite team, Ajax. I mean, they won. Like, I'm proud of you, you know? I know. They, he's come a long way, man. Four year. It's almost been four years. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And he finally got it right. I'm saying maybe I should say Ajax. They make another oh, run. I, I, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Hey, they made a run. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I, I think my question there is that you know, given the run that they that they made last season, you know, are they capable of of now that the surprise factor is no longer there? It's like okay, like we see you now. Can they, can they make that kind of run again? But you don't need to, you know, that's the thing, the beauty of group stages. You just need to handle business home and away. That's it. There's no At least system. home. You just do your job, get to the knockout round. And then that's when it's like, all right, that's when I need to prove, you know, who I am. Right. But they got time to do that. So, I mean, their group is, they're capable of winning the group. Absolutely. So, yep. all right. So, who do you guys see making an IX style run? This year, like Ooh, it's a prize sleeper team. Um, prize sleeper off of match day one. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? <laughs> that, that, I didn't realize like like all the teams like got their games in like within like because you like you you have things broken down, but now they play two games on one night. It's like yeah, it, it kind of everything kind of goes through pretty quickly. I, um, I, I will say for me, I, I've been watching to kind of see how Leon does. Um, they lost to the Ajax. Honestly, but he asked what for the whole big picture. So gotcha. You can lose one game and still do work. You're right. I, I got one for Ask you. Um, <laughs> um, Olympiacos. Olympiacos. Because they, they, they held uh, uh, Tottenham uh, Spurs uh, last mm, week. We get to that. Yeah. We'll get to those Spurs. <laughs> you know so, what? Since y'all big obscure teams, Ghent. Well, I'll just say Stop. Ghent is not <laughs> obscure, man. <laughs> Ghent. Ghent's going to make – they're going to make a deep run in the Champions League this this year. You're funny. You know what? It's cool. No, I, but picked, I picked Ajax last year. Let's go. Let's get the bracket going. You did not pick them. First. Do we do it? Do we going to do a tournament challenge like Obama? We should. <laughs> Honestly, that's how you get more people into the game. People like to bet. Let's put money on it. We'll do I a culture. I, we do. We do have a fantasy, uh, fantasy league on. Uh, culture bracket. We do have a fantasy league on, on UEFA.com. We we got. We should share that out. We know? have one. Yeah. 
You have one? No, we have one. <laughs> Did you know we have one? Sure. He, he's not on, on Facebook. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he had one. Yes, culture has one. Hey, culture, we're going to put that out there. Yeah, man. We're, we're going to yes. do fantasy football. Let's go. It's, it's better than doing actual football because still, fuck AB. Man. Hey, man. I'm still. Listen, he going through some stuff right now. He A whole lot of shit. <laughs> so let's transition. You brought him up, man. Let's, let's talk about Tottenham. I thought you were talking about AB. No, you know, like, come on, man. Look at it. It used to be great. Now I was like, eh. So, like, Tottenham. Spurs, they lost today in the the Carabella Cup. Yeah, the League Cup. Yeah. Uh, Is that how it's pronounced? Carabella. Carabella. It's Brazilian. I know that much. I think there's some gummy bears. Ain't that what Carabella is? No, it's it's an energy drink. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. All right, so the energy drink cup. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm thinking hairball, John Gummy Bears. Wow. <laughs> but um, they lost today to a Colchester, Colchester fourth division team yeah. in England. Yeah. So they lost in penalties. They uh, they lost this weekend. Mm-hmm. They lost the Champions League final. Yeah. They lost. I mean, there's been a lot of losing. You know, progressively. So, like, the question for you guys, I want to hear this discussion. Mm-hmm. Is the experiment over, or is it Pochettino's time to leave? So, the Tottenham experiment can continue after Pochettino, or does it end with Pochettino leaving? Um, It all depends on, on the next hire. I think. Well, first of all, I don't think that they're at that point yet where they should fire Pochettino. I think that... He's well, been there for seven years. Yeah, like, and, and that's... I do, I do think that they're kind of at that... Do we need do we need fresh eyes on this? Because, you know, like you said, it's been seven years, and sometimes like you reach a point with with a certain coach. Yeah, you reach a point with with a coach. Remind you of the statement he made last season. It's not about trophies. It's not about trophies. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to lead you to. Go ahead. But like, (laughs) I think that if it doesn't work this year, yeah, it probably will be time to say like we need some fresh eyes on this because. You know, you have a you have a strong team that's still you know they're not too old to where they they can't win shit. So you have to figure out, okay, is Pochettino the right guy to really get us to that point, or do we need to you know hire someone else and and get over the hump because they've they finished second, second lead a couple of years ago. They obviously finished runner up last year in the, champ, in the Champions League. It's like what other spot do you have that actually win the league or win the Champions League to, you know, finally say, okay, we're here now. And if he, if it doesn't happen this year, I think yeah, it's going to be time to uh, move on. Tony, what you think? Well, you know, first of all, like big picture, just for the culture to understand, like with these cups, a lot of times you got your second and third string players playing, right? Well, I'm not talking about this, the the, well, the Carabella Cup. But no, but this is the thing that puts you, you know, it's one of those things because it's like, you know, you find yourself in a tough situation where, okay, you're not getting any type of momentum in the league. Mm-hmm. But then also you have a situation where you go into a cup that some people might not care about. And so you run your second and third squads, whatever, which is always, you're like, eh, let's see how the youngsters do it. Right. And then when it starts getting tight, you know, like, oh, snap, let me go put in, you know, Erickson and everybody else. And, you, and you're like, oh, snap, I don't want to, you know, lose face. Right. So the thing is, overall, like, the Pontino thing, I told you this last season when United was trying to contemplate if they were going to have Pontino take the reins, 
and before they hire Ole full time. Mm-hmm. I was never a fan of Punchettino's. I thought he was overrated to begin with. I think he's a great tactician, mastermind, but I think he's great as an assistant coach, not as a head coach. Mm. Yes, mm. man, that's strong Hot tape. And so I think that, like, especially he really turned me off ever forever. That statement he said where he is not in this game about. I mean, I know he's trying to play for the press and everything like that, but when you say you're not in this game to win trophies, then why are you here? Why are we here? L, my fellow Arsenal fan. Wow. How you feel? I mean, is, North it, London is red, man. <laughs> Typical Tottenham. Like, what did you expect? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so leading into it with um, with with uh, Pochettino out, Pochettino in. Um, so, the question for you guys, the second question I have is: Could it be? It's just the players. They're just not elite players. So Pochett- they got talent. The thing about, like you said, yeah, it's but, that that tier below. That's what I'm saying. It's like you can still be talent, but being elite is who wins trophies, right? And you know, so, so they, they don't have that. I mean, you know, for a while they thought Erickson was going to be that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Deli Ali was really he's really flirting with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Kane though, everybody. I'm, I'm not a fan of his either as a striker. Yeah, but you know, he's but no one can do it alone. That's the thing, right? And you got a hell of a keeper in the, between the sticks. You do have it. Loris is a hell of a keeper, um, and you, I mean you have you have these good pieces. So yeah, that's been the question: is like, is it is it Potch? Is it the players just aren't elite? They're, it's like no matter what, they're always going to be run out of players. They're just not champions. It's just not who this group is. So it, that's what's like. Maybe the Tottenham experiment is over. They need to rebuild. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's so what I said, with I Potch because like Potch is. No, I, I say go. Let him go. Let I mean, him. that's just me, though. I mean, you know, you you had that talent right there, and you know, I can't remember where where Kane is on his contract. Like, did he re up recently? Uh, he probably. Re- I mean, like, like he's not going anywhere. Like, like you know, you you like certain guys with certain clubs. It's like, like, can you really imagine him going anywhere else? I can imagine him going to Real Madrid. I I can't. I can't. I think that especially like after what happened with the World Cup last year, him and Bale together. I think both are like neither one of them are staying there. That the UK brothers, <laughs> like come on, think of the press could play this up, man. Oh, yeah, they'll play, they'll play think it about up. How hard it would be to listen to a conversation between the two of them. Oh God, Good no. God. <laughs> you would need clothes. Every time, I, every time I hear Harry Kane talk, I'm like, no, no. Golly. I'm like, he's like, 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 he, like, like he's literally like, like you know, like you know cat, that that man. that Bleacher Report live cartoon, the yeah, Champions. Exactly. I'm like, he actually sounds like you that. Need like clothes caption when he's speaking. Yeah, Absolutely. like him, uh, Jamie Carragher, Rooney wasn't that bad, but like, yeah. Yeah, he just signed a six-year deal in October, I mean, yeah. of June of 18. Of so, 18. Of 18, yeah, so two so. years but, but, year but I will say this, I think what Tottenham is, is running into, it's kind of the same issue that England's running into, where it's like, you want to keep him in the front, but I think that, honestly, I'll consider like he doesn't fit. You talking about Harry Kane's a problem? Yeah. He's their main goal scorer. How yeah. is that a problem? Because it's like saying Joseph Martinez is the, our problem. And we'll we'll get to that in a second. But there, uh, you know there is a crew of people who think that oh he's always upside, so I think those they, people I, don't know the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they need to go no, watch cricket. Because like especially like after the the run that uh, Lucas Moore had at the end of last season, I think that you have guys around that that have a lot of speed and it's like okay, like he's kinda like this 
this statue, like granted, he scores with no, with, you know, with, with with fairly at a fairly good rate, but at the same time, it's like like it's kind of like you have to kind of play around him instead of you know him playing with everyone else. Son has figured it out. Son's that dude though. Son's a beast. Yeah, he is a beast. Something. He is a beast. Um, so I mean, like, but and you got Deli Ali. He has he gotten like he's been injured, so it's yeah. it's, it's, it's been kind of you know uh, you know up and down with him. But I think that when everyone's healthy, and Lucas Moore is hitting it from yeah, like you know from that. Like who would have thought that Lucas Moore would would have made that work? Because I think that like he like I remember him like when he first came to PSG, and you know he had a lot of hype. It kind of went eh um, with, with him there. So when he came to the Spurs, it was kind of like, okay, he's good, but we don't know what, what we really have there. And he finally like, kind of just figured it all out during the Champions League last year. Oh, he missed the PK today. Oh, yeah. Shit. Damn. So, and Erickson. Damn. I said, you know, yep, that, that, that English air, man, like it just, it just fucks up everybody. Man. <laughs> but, but, I, but I think that with, with Kane, you know, like you have to – because he's such a a dominant figure in English football right now, it's like like you, it's kind of like you, like he has to be there no matter what, despite what every everything else around them has. Because like you look at England right now, you like you have guys like Sterling and Rashford and and Deli Ali. It's like like okay, we still gotta make sure we can put in Kane. I'm like why? Like if he doesn't fit, then what the fuck? Because he fits the look, man. Yeah. yeah. What, what what you asking us? What is your opinion about this? I agree. I agree with everything you guys said. <laughs> you know what? I ain't messing with you. <laughs> Damn Arsenal fan. <laughs> I just, I just want to get into the real talk about. Let's talk about y'all, boy. Ollie Gunner Scholazar. Man, listen. That's not how you say it. Scholazar. That's not how you say it. Scholazar. Scholazar. That's, that's close. No, that's close. I'm sorry. I've been practicing for years. <laughs> it's it's, it's more else. letters than what they say on TV. And I just be like, huh? But anyway, since he's had the job. Manchester, since he got the job officially. Since he officially had the job, Manchester United has not won away from Old Trafford since April. Yeah. Of last year, of this year, and you know what? I and I was chatting about it earlier today. Matter of fact, on, on, on the it, socials, like Ollie ever, ever since ever since that PSG uh, win in the Champions League, he been the same. Yeah, honestly, like, if not if not for the refs messing up Neymar, it's like you know, it's like you know when y'all was younger and you were single. Like, you know, like you had that one girl, right, that you always wanted. And you had that one chance of, like, getting her. And you, like, lay it down, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, she makes you her boyfriend. And after that, you just, it's just like, after you, like, finally got it, you're just like, eh. That's kind of the way it feels with Ollie. It's, it's, it's like, he, he, he gave it his all. He got the job. And now it's just like. The sad part is you it, make all, you It's make just all he needs some Cialis, right man. It's just not, it's not firm in the locker room, man. <laughs> <laughs> just you know what I mean? He's 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 given some he's given limp dick manager to build. <laughs> it's half on as you you are you are you are sadly on point. It's that, a good that. analogy. Man. I'm so mad at you right now. As an official sponsor, of show. I know, right? Oh, Cialis, yes. Yeah, right. We're trying, trying to get networks involved, man. See, Alice, if you want to sponsor Seriously. the culture, oh, you can send some pills our way. And to Ollie. <laughs> and to Ollie. So come on, let's get into it. As our resident Manchester United fans, mm-hmm. so the two questions. Okay. 
Is it the same thing I had with Tottenham? Is mm-hmm. it the players or is it the coach? Um, I think I have an opinion. I think that I think part of it definitely is the players. Cause, well, I mean, oh, man, quit riding the fence, bro. We no, need no, hot no, takes. no. Because I think that we we mentioned it in previous weeks to breath. where you know, and granted, Papa wasn't even there the, um, this past week against, against West Ham. So where is Papa? Like he's injured. So. So he took a haircut you, picture today. You, like you could, yeah. He took a cut pic today. Like you, like, so you can't even blame Pogba at this point. It's like, okay, based on what you have, uh-huh. this is really a, a squad that you would say fits your, the main United brand. And I don't think that it really does. And at the same time, you have a you have a coach that, aside from Man United, his only experience is is, is Norway, and I think that. When he was Aram, he has something to prove, and now that he, now that he's in there and he's locked in, you know, I think he has a standard that the players aren't meeting. And until you kind of rectify that, it's going to be more the same. Like where it's like look like you know it's solid, but at the same time you you fuck up, you know, pretty more often than you probably should. Given this man United, like if it was if it was Everton, you probably would be. Through the moon with this shit, but like other, but if since it's May United, it's like this ain't good enough, and it has been good enough for a while, and I think that because because it's this is what Woodward's like fourth higher now since Sir Alex left. I'm like at some point it's like like it it ain't and the issue ain't the manager. It's it's, it's the front office is saying like. These are people that that we want to get. This is the marriage that we want to get, and you're not getting Who's the results. Who's the general manager for Manchester? Ed Woodward. Yeah. Woodward. I thought, and, and we're we're supposed to get a technical I director. That never happened. We're supposed to get a technical director over the summer. That never happened. Yeah. So I, it's I, like I what the when fuck? I saw that thing. I was like, oh, we're okay. We making that step? No, yeah. Man. No, it still doesn't happen. So I'm like, it, it really. So are you asking this question with the back office, the front office involved or not? Yeah, because that I mean that's a factor. We we can't that's a big issue of this. Because at the end of the day Woodward's pulling the street. And you your argument was said But there's every, Manchester's spending money. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying, like So they, it, I don't think it's as much everyone's trying to blame the front office and the board. No. But, but they're they're cutting the checks. But at the same time it's like the Newcastle thing like you, we talked about before. Uh, you're like, you're spending money but it's not in the right places. Right. And so I think there's a mixture of things though, like I for myself, I still believe like you gotta give you gotta give patience to Ole. Like you gotta allow a coach to implement his philosophy. That takes time, and but at the end of the day, yes, this is Manchester United. This is a results business. I get that, but at the same time, people forget Sir Alex. He sucked in the beginning too, For years. and he came from small league divisions too. So like the whole argument that's saying like someone coming from just Norway or whatever. Like, wish, if you can I come, wish he was here so you could look him in the eye and say, <laughs> fuck that. You ain't no fan. If you can coach, you can coach. But at the same time, like, pardon me. This oh. bitch ass motherfucker coming yeah. out of the bathroom. Talking right about here. Norway. Talking about Norway League, man. Tell you something, man. Talking about that guy that ain't bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, th- I think at the end of the day, like, I, I, I trust that, you know, if you're really talking about someone's project and plan. You really have to support that. So you got to support with the finances. You got to support with like, okay, who are the bad apples we need to get the fuck out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Period. Don't wait. I hate to say it, but Pogba. I think at this it point. Ain't, with, it ain't, I, 
Oh, old listeners. Oh, I've had a name for Paul. No, you, you said yes. We we know that he. You know, there's some acronyms you can even make. Let it, let him move on. I'm like at this point, it's like like there. There's and, more shit that and, needs to be fixed. But here's the thing: like, it doesn't mean like I don't like. I still yeah. like a fan of Pogba. I want to see him do. Well. I'm a fan of his. But at the same time, he is not the right person for this this club. I think that because it kind of reminds me of what happened with Suarez at Liverpool. You had this guy that was clearly the best player that you had, but at the same time, there were so many issues elsewhere. It's like okay. We need to rebuild this from the ground up, and we need to let this guy go and let him do his thing, so that way we can focus on rebuilding. And of course, you saw, you see, with Liverpool, where where it's obviously you know Liverpool it's gotten to where it is because right now they're, they're fifth when Suarez right now they're still undefeated in, in in the league right now. So I think that kind of in the same way for us to get where we want to go, you got to let him, let him ride out, you know, sell him, and that and focus on. What's, what it's going to take to, you know, get us back to where so we want to be. So you guys are both trust the process. So you're okay with a couple seasons, six, seventh place. I Boom. am. But the thing about it is, like, you as long as we're making movement and, like, you know. You, you could see the system grow. Right, but and the, things that, the things that do have me worried is, like, I worry about Rashford. You know, because he has all this potential and everything like that. He's starting to look unhappy. Right, Exactly. And you know to be a product of a system and academy and everything like that, like yeah. you know, you want him to, you want to see him succeed. Because you, you gave a Lukaku who who actually is blowing it up in 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 Italy right now. It will enter beating but, down racist man. Like yeah, he, he's, he, he's fighting <laughs> the cause right. He's now. Like, Listen, he he has a culture Django, behind every he is Django yeah. right now. Every time he kicks, he's thinking of a racist <laughs> white Italian man. Every time he kicks that he's damn like, ball, say bye, Miss Lord. Bye, Miss Lord. Wow. <laughs> so child, Bella child, Bella child, that. It's okay. So trust the process. It's awesome, like the other colors. <laughs> trust the process. So man, uh, Manchester United fans, let us know what you think on a review on iTunes. Let us know. Write a review. Do you trust the process, or is it all the out? And let's bring in. I don't know who else is left and, out there, and that's and that's the real who, problem who, who's, there. Who's left? Because they've, they've done everybody, and that's the real problem there. As with a lot of big name team, uh, clubs right now, because you let if you let your current coach go, it's like there's not really a lot of big name managers right now that one are, are already in England, and then two, who's really established right now because. You know, all considering it's, like it's it's, it's been so was, dominated you know, by. There's rumors about Thomas to 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 Shaw to Shaw. Uh, Tuchel, Tuchel, yeah, yeah. They talking about there's rumors. They talking about Manchester United is approaching him. Talking about hey, you know who else is waiting on? Unfortunately, he got picked up. Bruce Arena, man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> there's one thing about Bruce. <laughs> You know how to turn this. You know how to turn the program around. Look Same, at the man. Revs making look, the playoffs, look, man. Look at the Revs. The Revs are making playoffs. I know it was a joke, but that's a good signing. <laughs> that we're we're going to get into MLS uh, after uh, we actually got, got got an interview with Bailey Brown with the ISC, the Independent Supporters Council. They had a, a meeting with with MLS. Uh, like I said, today's Tuesday while we're recording this. They, like, we literally just got Bailey like right off at, right after uh, her call hot with MLS. Fresh hot off the press. She ran out there with a hot take, hot fire, dylon. She was like, yo, so, yeah, to the well, culture first. So, yes, yes, we got, we got breaking news here. Accent? No, that was my dylon accent. We'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> so, yes, 
We'll pay some bills. We got an interview with Bailey. When we get back, we got MLS talk. We'll hit y'all up in a few. What is up, everybody? We are back with Bailey Brown, the president of the ISC, the Independent Supporters Council. How's it going, Bailey? It's going really good now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Hey, we don't want to drag into it, Bailey. You know, we we have you on the show. I want you to break some news for us. You just were on a call with Major League Soccer, so just let us know what the conversation was, what you could share with our fans. Um, so go ahead and take it away. Yeah, so I guess the big thing to announce, right, is the Iron Front ban has been lifted for the remainder of the 2019 season. Um, which is super exciting. And then also um, we will be starting processes moving into the off season um, where uh, supporters and human rights advocates uh, will be working with the league and the club to be reevaluating the code of conduct and the fan education courses. Um, and hopefully those are ready by the 2020 season. So it's exciting news. Yes. <laughs> Got you. So that that kind of this meeting kind of sounds like it's giving the um, the ISC a seat at the table to actually kind of shape the future of MLS since they're using the fans to sell the product. You guys can actually, you know, um, influence what's going on. That's kind of cool. That's a good yeah. win. Yeah. And I this is it's huge. You know, we have always wanted a seat at the table and. I would like to say that it wasn't um, as easy as, I mean, I think a lot of times people probably don't assume that it's easy to get a seat at the table with the league that you are advocating for supporters in. Um, but, you know, a lot of work went in on it on both sides. And I think it's not just a testament to the supporters and the hard work from all of the groups, but I think it's also a testament to the league that they were willing to open up and actually listen to the supporters and then also continue to want to bring us to the table moving forward. So, uh, so Bailey, for those of uh, us that are pretty new to hearing about the ISC, can you give us a little background information, kind of like the, the Cliff Notes version of what ISC is and how you got to this situation that you're involved in with MLS right now? Yeah, the TLDR, right? Um, so we were established in 2009 to advocate for home and away supporters. And throughout the years, we have grown. So we are now an organization that has over 65 members. Um, and we represent supporter groups in Major League Soccer, NWSL, USL, UPSL, NPSL, and the Canadian Premier League. Um, so we have pretty much all of them covered. There are some newer ones or some smaller ones that I don't think we have members for yet. Um, but essentially what we do is we are an organization that advocates and educates and provides support for supporters in all of these leagues in the United States and Canada. So kind of moving up to where we are now, what happened was um, we were getting notifications through our supporter groups, through our members, that there were going to be um, some restrictions um, via code of conduct that was going to start coming down this year. And those heads up came. And so we just kind of waited to kind of see what was going on. Um, and then the code of conduct dropped. All of the supporter groups had to have meetings with their front offices to go over those. And that's kind of where um, that official fight uh, for Iron Front started. 
um, specifically in Portland with them wanting to make sure that they were able to have that in their stadiums and said they had had that for multiple seasons. So, um, yeah, we kind of watched what was going on, wanted to make sure that we were supporting them and the cause that they were fighting for and the grassroots movement that they were leading. And in the process, you know, you saw, uh, I guess it's going around now who was all at the table um, there was ISC members and non-ISC members. Um, but yeah, so now we will be moving forward in an official capacity with Major League Soccer to be looking at that code of conduct. So, so um, I guess like what exactly was the feedback from, from MLS as far as like, because I'm pretty sure like they, they never really saw this protest movement really getting this far to where they had to speak with you like what's like like did it just kind of like reach the point like okay like we had to kind of stop the bleeding like what what was the feedback they kind of gave you all um the feeling that i got from all of the meetings and all of my talks is that they just want they wanted to understand um they there did seem to be the recognition that they needed to hear us out and they needed to hear our point of view and where things were coming from and that there was a way to make it work for both sides. And I, I genuinely felt that way even coming up to the meeting because I always tell people, you know, if you're in a situation where somebody just really doesn't want to hear you out, you're not going to even get a meeting. So the fact that we even got the meeting in the first place showed that there was some type of initiative Um on their side to understand in some capacity. Um, but yeah, my, my general feeling and feedback from them the entire time and just in the process of how everything went was that they want to make sure that they get it right. And I, I do appreciate that on their end because we are such a young league and I, I know on other places I've said it, but we're being distinctly North American in what we do um, not just in support, but in our sport in general. And I think that this is going to be huge in making sure that we do solidify our unique identity. And I think they understand that as well. And, and they want that. So, Speaking of identities, uh, with the ISC, would you say, like, what's the process to become part of it? Um, and do you actively seek out supporter groups and everything? Or what, how does that look? How does this come about? <laughs> Yeah, so to apply for the Independent Supporters Council, you need to be an independent supporter group. So essentially what that means is that you do not have um, monetary business um, ties to your front office in a sense. So that you're independent of your front office of your club. Um, and the process really is kind of easy. We do actively go out and uh, go for supporter groups, especially in NWSL and the lower division men's leagues. Um, but to apply, you just go to www.officialisc.com and our application is on there. It's like a three week process where all of our members have open discussion. If we have questions about the supporter group, we go straight to them, just kind of ask them like, hey, what are you about? Um, and then from there, uh, they either get approved or denied. And if they're denied, we let them know why. Uh, that doesn't mean they can never join ever again, but we kind of give them some like, hey, this is where our concerns were, you know, apply if things change or, you know, X, Y, Z. So what are some the things that would get denied? 
Yeah, like say, you know, I was like a, a supporter of, let's just say like a club in New York, right? And, you know, there's a new club in New York and, you know, we kind of have ties to like Nazis, but we do a lot of good community. Like, <laughs> will we get denied or... Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, <laughs> record for this. I, yeah, I mean, so we, I will, I mean, things that we have denied groups for are their front office approving their bylaws or, um, full financial backing from the front office, that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. So and, or if they, and, or if they really just are like, I hate, like, if they don't fit our charter, which, you know, if they have anything, we, I haven't come across this, but if somebody were to apply and they were racist or fascist or homophobic, that would be an automatic denial as well. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I'm just messing with you. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause cause there's definitely been, you know, a lot of, I guess, I guess the best words to a lot of angst across many different supportive groups as far as like how to really approach uh the whole iron front uh protest and it's it's, it's been kind of weird because given what the the league itself has been about as far as you know being about diversity and being about you know anti-hate to kind of you know take the stand that they have it's been kind of weird so I, I'm, I'm at least glad that the ISC is, you know, taking a stand along with the Players Association with, with um, you know, supporting their protests. And I think something to note, something that was very important to the groups that were at the table at this meeting, is that in the statement, it wasn't just that MLS was against racism or against fascism or against homophobia. They are actively against white supremacy and white nationalism, and that actually is in the statement. Um, and and that's really big to us that they um, did put that in the statement and are going forward with that. And I think overall, and this is just kind of based on my travels and talkings, MLS in United States, Canadian soccer culture in general, we were pretty progressive compared to many other places in the world. And I think that we really need to continue to work to keep it that way. To be an example, even though we're the young ones. Yeah. In other words, we're not Italy. <laughs> yeah. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so I got questions. So there's a, a for the culture supporters group. They want to apply for a uh, IC. Uh, we want to know if we're going to get approved. We uh, truly about that culture. Are y'all going to support the culture? I mean, well, so if you're a supporter, so like for Atlanta or for. <laughs> You got to support a team. You have to, like, support a team. You're supposed to say you support the culture. That's there you go. Oh, I, I, support, I support the culture. You can be all technical over here. I'm like, let me look at the check boxes. <laughs> it's like, what do you guys support? <laughs> like, who's the team? Also, but, um, you know, we uh, mentioned the other, uh, the other day, of course, at, with this, moving forward, you know, we want to definitely want to see more um, diversity, you know, with, within the um, the ISC. And like, so like, what what are you guys doing as far as, you know, taking steps to, you know, bring in more diversity? So that way, you know, when MLS decides to, you know, get technical again, 
you know, you, you, you have more voices at the table. Yeah. So I think one of those things that we're absolutely going to have to do is we are going to have to first off, educate ourselves as supporters and ISC is kind of taking, we're, we're looking at some different verbs to kind of change up our charter and look at expand what we do. Cause we do so much more than just advocate. And I think educate and it like is such a big part of that. And I think education is going to be huge in showing people how to reach other demographics that may not already be involved. And um, so we're going to have to actively go out and, you know, recruit in a sense. But I also think that as the Independent Supporters Council, we can provide education resources uh, once we have the right people to help us with those. Um, not just for ourselves, but for others out there and um, whatever it may be. I know, you know, I talked to Greg about one of my dreams of this upcoming conference, which is having a panel and not just having our members at the panel, but inviting that panel to be open to others who, who would like to participate um, and whatnot. And I think that's going to be a huge step into uh, really solidifying what it means to be diverse. So. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we're definitely looking looking forward to that. You know, definitely excited to at least uh, hear the good news as far as what's going to happen for this for this upcoming for the rest of this season and then going forward. Um, and of course, we want to make sure that everybody uh, knows how to reach you guys. Where can they find the ISC on the socials? Yeah. So Instagram and Twitter is at ISC Supporters. Uh, website is www.officialisc.com. And then we're just Independent Supporters Council on Facebook. So. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you, Bailey. Congratulations on, on the good news tonight. Like I say, I, I keep up the good work. So we'll, like I said, we'll definitely be in touch and uh, you know, keep, keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for having me on to talk and share the good news. Hey, and remember, support the culture. Support the culture. Hey, I, I love the culture, okay? I took y'all all the way over to Lisbon, Portugal this summer. So always support the culture. Um, love it. Cool, cool, cool. You take care, Bill. I said we'll be in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. No problem. Thank you. And we're back. I, I, I feel a little bit better now, you know, seeing what, what the ISC is trying to do, man. Not, not that you guys actually know what the IC is. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know before the call. <laughs> I'm going to sip this beer. <laughs> shout, yeah. out, you know, shout out to what they're doing with the IC. You guys raised a lot of good questions. Hopefully the IC will evolve and start to develop independent supporters groups mm-hmm. that, you know, are in, have their own identity. You know, that's what we want to see. I didn't realize there were there were clubs, I guess, that were, you know, being like, I guess, fully funded. funded by, hey, by, I, by honestly, country. I wanted to ask that, but I didn't want her to put people on blast. I was like, yo, who out here getting paid by MLS? Because I'm trying to get that check. I don't know about y'all. I'm trying to be on Extra Time Radio. Forget this. <laughs> I got bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I know, man. We try to try to L so we so we can get some of that money, man. But yeah, man. Yeah, thanks to Bailey for you know taking the time out to talk to us, especially though. So so immediately after uh, having the call with MLS and and everything that was able to be developed there, glad to see that you know MLS is finally realizing that yeah, we're on the same page. Why are we banning this shit? So yeah, are we? 
Are we? Well, I said, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see this weekend. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Don't get me started. I mean, uh, <sighs> Don't get me started. But that's hey, a, but can that's, we get started? But, but but that's t- a, that's hey, I'm tired of God dang, man, riding the fence on this shit, man. <laughs> but like, like. Well, no, but like what? No, no. I, I, Where were these folks standing with Cap? That's what I'll. Hey man, don't be taking my damn line. Hey, I'm gonna take my damn line. Hey, oh, what I'm saying is you, is you pauses? No, no, you can. You can oh, oh, shit. <laughs> trying to. Are you getting funded by SC? I wish, but no. No, but I'm saying, man, maybe it takes time for protests to build, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're protesting fascists. That's what's up. But, you know, Cap was protesting police brutality. There sure wasn't no three little symbols in the stands talking about police brutality. Shit, fucking Rapino was taking a knee, too. Rapino yeah. uh, oh, was taking a knee. We'll get to that in a second because, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a whole different thing Rapino right there. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying, man, maybe, like I said, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to, like, like Michelle Obama said, well, I'm going to take the high road here. Maybe it took this protest time to grow legs. No, I, Did it now, three years after Cap been out of the league? So wait, 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 wait. I think when it so when it when it, when it affects you at home is this the Emmett Till? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> damn, I went deep on that. Yeah, I know. I was like, damn, man, <laughs> damn, really? Oh, like, nobody's been, what nobody's been, no. <laughs> but no, I think when when it finally comes home, it's like okay, okay, now what, we have what to, comes home when it's one thing like when when Kaepernick happens. It's okay. That's that's the NFL's issue. That's not really our issue. It's not MLS's issue. Right. Police brutality is not an MLS issue. You would think. Even a lot of these these uh yeah these Wait, iron what are they called iron legion iron front iron, iron front. firm yeah iron front iron front what's the iron firm that's a, that's that's a different that, that's that's, a, different. that's not Orlando yeah <laughs> is that what that is yeah so it. the iron front they was getting yoked up by police yeah police brutality mm-hmm. so maybe that's when they was like oh I get what Cat was protesting. But that's but that's the thing though. Coach, you gonna let me you gonna let me you gonna let me just dance out here by myself? Bruh. <laughs> you gonna let me dance by but myself? See, no, like, you're not by yourself, you know. It's like it's, You gonna let me dance? Bruh. Well get, get into it. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? We gotta but, get but, but that goes back that goes back to what I was going to a couple weeks ago is that you have I think you have certain groups that that protest and it's do, they're doing it just, just for Clout. show. Just for show, and then you have some some groups who have actually have skin in it, and it's like, okay, we actually mean this shit. And I think that that's where the conflict comes, where you have some groups that you know are actually sincere with the shit, and then you have some groups that are like, okay, we're just doing this, you know, just to be hurt. Who just walked to be seen. out last weekend? What support group was that? Was that uh, um, LA, uh, no, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. They walked out. Yeah, like like that's how you actually make a statement. It's like, no, fuck this, we're out. No. I don't want to dance alone, Tony. Man, get into it, bro. A lot of this is for show. All of it. A lot of this. Is a lot for of show. it. Okay. What you mean? Because I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that people cannot stand up for their rights. Yeah. Okay. I am not in any way. But all I'm saying is like this same energy and effort is not replicated when other issues were brought up years ago. Well, I, I, we joke about the cap thing, but like. No, that shit was real. And this was transferring over sports. It wasn't just football. When I say Rapino was taking a knee, like, that same energy wasn't felt by those same supporter groups that were going to soccer. They, they, they left their out the course. Uh, she just won uh, 
she the got best player of the year, player right. of the year with FIFA. Right. And of course, she's she's giving out she's giving shouts to Kulabali and Raheem Sterling and you know, man, you know she, I told you, man, she like, real, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, she is an honorary black card, and, man. And mind I, I was hoping you wasn't gonna and, say that. These black folks gotta stop giving these cards out. And mind you, we don't give everybody a limit of three, three a year. Time out. She can come to the picnic. She ain't bringing watermelon. She know better. She know better than that. She know that. She took an African American history class. You gotta taste that watermelon. Pause. You gotta taste that watermelon. Listen, I said that watermelon was but, yo. But Rapino's quote though, when she got up there, she was like, "Yo, these three guys can't do it by themselves. There's so many other players out here that know this shit's fucked up and ain't saying shit." And I was like. Respect Pino, yeah. but hey, but to to the independent supporter council, hold, hold on, hold on. like I love what you guys are doing because you guys are like trying to keep the supporters uncorrupt you, by MLS money. I will say, MLS was splashing cash, but I will say this: it, 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 it's, I will say this. More more of your member clubs need to support the shit because you you guys were supporting the shit, and then you have some people below, uh, you know, that your that your member groups they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep they're keeping it seventy, mm-hmm. keeping it all the way seventy. Riding the fence, yeah. You gotta go all in, man. You gotta go in. You gotta stand. But maybe, but 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 Tony, maybe like fascists is more important than police brutality. I see where you're going. Now. Yeah, you so, know what I mean. I mean, at the end of the day, because maybe black people don't matter. I'm just throwing hot takes out there. Y'all listen to me. Sean Kemp coming through right now. I'm just playing. This is all jokes. This is all jokes. No, but kinda. Maybe. I mean hopefully. It's just interesting that this stuff, because it impacts people of certain colors or certain um orientations. Orientations or finance too. Yeah. As well, too. Yeah. At the end of the day, we talk about money. Yeah. Um, Remember when crack era was like, just say no, mm-hmm. but like opioids was like a health issue. Speaking mm-hmm. of crack, exactly. why are they make, why are they, why are they trying to remake New Jack City? Yo. Can, can you help me out with that? Who's starring? Is Tyga in it? <sighs> See, so, so I thought so I thought about that this morning. And I was like, who would really do who, that? Who plays Chris Rock? Who plays mm-hmm. DC Young Fly? D- oh, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Boom. There we go. That's that's DC Young Fly. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a yes. good. That's a good. Okay. Perfect. I'll take that. I'll take that. But yeah, like who's who's playing Nino? Who's playing G Money? Who's playing Nino? Nino Brown. Who's playing Keisha? You have. But think about like you have. If hey, you do that movie, you Nino Brown with the dog. I'm gonna fuck up this yeah. name. But from uh from Moonlight, Ma- uh Ma- 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 Marshall, 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 Marshall. Yes, Nino. Say his name. Marshall. Mar- 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 <laughs> You got to cut the stammer right there. That's who's playing. Blade is playing a Nino. Uh, shoot. Nick Stallion is playing Keisha. Oh. That'd be a good one. Who's playing the Rottweilers? You know? No. 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 Who's playing Radio Wahim? That's completely different. My bad, Hey, 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 this episode hey, brought to you the, by the, Tolero's. The, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the beer and the, and the tequila, I can't think of, of his uh, New Jack City name. But, but the same dude. Same dude. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Shit. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Yes, yes. Uh, Two, three years ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, 
Matter of fact, I, I just like I think his anniversary of his passing was actually just the other day. Matter of fact, because wait, I, Radio I, Raheem dead? Yeah, yeah, man, he passed away, man. Yo, I'm today years old, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he man. dead? Yes, yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn, hey man, hey man, moment of silence, pour man. Some, pour some, pour some love. Yo, hold, on. Hey. hold on, this this is like, yo, this I, I can't pour this because yeah, that that this shit will get you fucked up. But let's get it's into 10%. It's 10%. Hey man, we we rambling, man. Let's get into MLS, man. Let's talk about the domestic. We haven't talked about the home team in a in a hot minute. Cause like they're winning, but there hasn't been much to like like gush about. It, it, it's kind of like the um, suffering from your success. It's like we won MLS Cup. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. And then we had a new coach. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, shit, we're fucking up. And then we're like, oh, man. But then all of a sudden he figured it out. Right. And then we started winning a lot of games. Didn't did one of y'all say the bore out? No, nah, we've all. This, <laughs> this is one of the only Atlanta United soccer podcasts that, like, seriously, trust the process. Seriously. We're big true. on trusting the process. Seriously. So we're, we're independent like the ISC. We're independent. We are. We have no allegiance. <laughs> no allegiance. But MLS, if you're looking for a cultural <laughs> podcast on your network, holla at your we boys. We see some other cultures getting highlighted through some other mainstream stuff, but we ain't going to talk about But, it. yeah, man, um, yeah, we, we, had a, we had a Thanos moment on Saturday. Yeah. You know, we, had, we had a win against Columbus crew, but it cost us everything. Like, like it did. Co- I saw that meme. <laughs> I said, we won, but was it worth it? <laughs> it cost us everything. We, like, we, we, we lost Joseph. I'm, I'm pretty sure no matter what happens, he's done for the rest of the season. Like as far as as as, as far as re- the rest of the season, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta be careful how you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because like, you, you, you have some people who just like yeah, freak out and careful. all that shit. But um, there's what three games left. Yeah, uh, three games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three games left. But yeah, like he messed up his knee. Like when I saw the because I was out of town on um, this past weekend, I, I I didn't catch the game in person, but I saw the replay. and I was like, that did not look good. I was like, it's it's fortunate for his case. Hopefully they don't they don't KDM where it's like you know. It's day to day in the US. You ain't had no business being on the field. You shouldn't. Be. We'll <laughs> but, just take let's take our seed and go from there. Like, yeah, like play you know, playoffs, not we, risk we, it. We we stumbled into second place because uh uh Philly they lost over the weekend and and uh in NYCFC. They did drew so the we got a big going. game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to the Big Apple tomorrow. Yeah, we're playing New York. We're playing in Yeah, by the time y'all listen to yeah. this, we'll be in New York, you know, trying Man. to trying to, you know, figure out if Rocks. we can actually take take uh Take first place, rocks. We coming for you, B. We coming for you. We coming with Tims and everything. We gonna steal your Tims. We don't wear Tims. We stealing their Tims. We don't do that here in Atlanta. We don't. Do we that gonna here. wear fila. Though. That's right. <laughs> I know the, 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 the <laughs> bulky ass fila. Big fila. Speaking of which, shout out to the Braves locking up NLEs. I mean, I know we. I guess you know other sports teams have to win here. I guess because it won't be the Falcons. I can tell you that much. It won't be the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a whole that's a whole different thing. But yeah, I think that uh, uh, by the time y'all hear this, you know, hopefully we can catch a draw. I think that you know, just adjusting without Joseph. Hey, bro, pull your skirt down. We gonna win that one. That's an easy three points. The easy see, see, three points. Honestly, I did not see um, uh, NYIC coming up the way that they did because, like, you remember, like, like during, during the beginning of the season, like they were kind of like slumping like shit. They were struggling, and then suddenly it's like they just kept on winning. And but the recent form, winning, <laughs> the recent form. Look, Hyman is stepping up. Yeah, Miram is stepping up. Yeah, it's time P- for them. Y- y- your boy PT 
stepping up. PT stepping up. Barco's back. So you get Hyman, and, 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 you know, PT, Barco, Nagby. I mean, that is a dangerous, dangerous attack that yeah. we have without Yosef. And I think that's that's the huge thing. Like, Throw Brandon in there, too. It, it, like, it's hard enough. Like, granted. Oh, my God. Vasquez is going to start. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, we're going to so, lose. So that's a different question. We're going to lose. So that's a different question. Do you start Vasquez or do you, or do you try to bring back Hyman. in Tito? I play Hyman. Hyman up front? He's not a striker. I put him up there. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Don't worry. I put Hyman up Because, like, during the first. Vasquez starts. Vasquez has a run, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joseph, really, Joseph wants the ball at his foot. Vasquez will run through the lanes. And he's strong. No, but no. Mm. Come remember no. the first season when uh, when, when yeah. Joseph was out, out like, like every other week and like you had Joseph uh, um, uh, Tito up front. Mm-hmm. And I think that he could be an option up front. Like if, if you're not sure about Vasquez, you could probably do Tito up front. So this is my problem with Vasquez. Vasquez is like 6'5". Yeah. Like, like a good 200 pounds. But he plays like he's 5'9", 175. I'm like, use your size and, like, hold the ball up and be a true striker. And he mm-hmm. doesn't do that. Like, he likes to play with the ball at his feet. Like, he's a technical player, but I don't – I guess because me, I'm just like, – I think he fits the system, and it's weird because of, because of his size. Yeah, because of my size, I want him to be a target man. 6'2", 194. I was close. I was close. I was just saying. I remember when, a, I, when I was that size, man. I remember that. It was, like, it was 2002. Here, but here's the thing about, like – we keep on forgetting this. He's only 20 years old. So what? That's the wild Stop thing Stop giving him an excuse, so man. No, step no, no. up. Man, is that, is that, this is, is your time to step up. Remember Marcus Rashford? He was just a teenager. What'd he do? Listen what did he do? What did he do? Answer the question. Listen here. Answer the question. How, first of all, you, of watch, all people, watch the tone. cannot reference a Manchester United player ever again. <laughs> So you take that back. You can talk about Arsenal greats, but do not talk about Manchester play- players ever again. I'm just okay? saying, you are forbidden to do so around the league. Second of all, Brandon, he just needed a chance. We have been like overkill on Joseph. We have for like ever. I think it's that he's contributed to like eighty plus percent of our goals over the. But here's the other thing: people forget too, though. That man barely touches the ball compared to everybody else on the field. And he is one of the most efficient players on the field, like, hands down. Hands Look down. how dynamic the offense got when he went down. I mean, like, you, you change what you have to do, you know, instead of relying on that one-trick pony. Right. So, so it we, opens it up, and so you have chances for Brandon. He just needs chances, man. I ain't get a ball to anybody else, baby. What? What? He'll give it to anybody else. Yeah, ain't got nobody else. Put Park, the, the put, Vasquez Miriam connection is solid. Yo, put, exactly. put Parker. Anything with Miriam involved is solid. Yeah, you know Miriam, why? Honestly, why not? Why not put Miriam up top? You I mean, no, keep him wide. Keep him wide. You need wide, man. I just, I, I just anybody with Vasquez, man. Wide. Please, keep Miriam wide, bro. All right, so Miriam wide. So Hyman near with back there with Nagby. Tito and Barco and Pity. So you would put Vasquez in the middle. Pity. So like as I say, like where does Tito fit in? If you want to get all of our starters, where does Tito fit in? If Vasquez comes in, where? Uh, if if, if Vasquez is in, he doesn't fit in. He's still off the bench. Okay. So it's either Tito. So would you rather have? So would you trust Vasquez or Tito? That's gonna be that's gonna be the big question. Like that, what you're gonna see as far as that's the question you just asked. The <laughs> no, but, but like you you have three games left. I think that I think that basically you'll have like a base like an audition between 
him and and Tita because you don't know like how long for sure how, uh, Joseph's going to be out. As, yeah. So you like you have to figure out. Still not one hundred percent either. Tito's not because Tito he complained the other day. He said I'm still not there yet. Give Brandon the first sixty. Give Tito last thirty. Yeah. At least as far as against New York, that's probably what's going to happen. Do we see Luis Fernando at any point? Nah. Oof. It's too bad you don't have Lagos, I just don't man. think Frank is at this at this point in the yeah, season. Man. I don't think he's willing to experiment with anybody. Yeah, not at this point in the season. At this point, he's got three games left. Because I, mean, I heard I, people talking about bringing in Carlton, and I'm like, it, nah. He's not a striker, so it's like, it, yeah, it, it you know, make, I'm make just, sense. But I'm just saying, so you can move some players around by bringing him on the field. But I'm like, it's just it's too late in the season. He might look, leave his idea at home and not, might not get past the Same. Let the kid live, man. <laughs> Let the kid live. But, you know, as we're on Atlanta United, our boy, our captain, our captain, Michael Parker, announced his retirement from the league. He's been in MLS 15 years. Yeah, um, multiple All Star winners. Had, mean, had a brief stop in in, in Denmark. Played overseas. You know, p- played with a national team. Yep. You know, like I, I posted. Like, we, there's a Atlanta United fans group. I I made the post uh, the other day, and you know, of course, you have you have love coming out from all over the place because like he's been one of the standard bears as far as not just for MLS, but as far as defending uh, defenders for um, in, in, in the league. And I think that he's been one of those those quiet soldiers because like is he, he a Hall of Famer? Yes, I think so. He's been he's, he's I think been, so. He's been an All Star. Well, I mean, it's a fair question. Yeah, I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from because I think that he was never really like one of those standout guys. Like he was kind of like one of those guys. Like like you know he was a, he was a glue guy. He's like, solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely solid. Oh, I'm pull up his stats. I'm, I'm pull up his stats. Defenders have stats. Have stats. Stats, yes. What did you drink? <laughs> like I said, shout out to Saracusa Nera, Dogfish Head, baby, 10%. and and uh, yeah, from Dogfish Head and, uh, and and this Belgian and this uh, Blue Moon Belgian White man, like straight ten percent, bro. Like, so I'm still hanging on, man. I'm still I'm still standing. I'm, I'm still, still standing. Still, I'm still strong. I'm still strong. <laughs> Yo, he had me listening to Drink, uh, no, not Drink Champs, um, Joe Budden on the way back from oh, from, from Richmond. Yo. We could do that shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You've been saying that. Since I'm saying, like, what they do is a simple setup, man. Anyway. Only taking shit. That's, That's it. it That's the end of the day. But Michael Parkhurst, uh, I'll find his stats. I'll put it out there. But I I think he's a Hall of Famer. Just what, he, what he's like, done. Because, like, he's played at uh, Columbus, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Revs. New England. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's, and, of course... You think about all the teams that, that he's that he's been a part of that's gone to MLS Cup, you know, like he finally made it. Finally, one one. Finally, one one last year uh, with with us. Like he's definitely had the track yeah, record. Well, four of, tries uh, before. Yeah, yeah, and like he's definitely had the track record track record within the MLS of of having that type of a success. So I'm glad at least one before he retired. He finally got one MLS Cup. And hopefully we can give him two before the end of the year. But um, but yeah, like I think he's as far been to as... the playoffs twenty seven times in his career. God damn! Come on, like dang, so yeah, dang, so like think about that. God dang, he's been around. He's done his. He's del- been diligence, around the man. world. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what else? What else we got to talk about? We talked about Parkers. Oh, Columbus moving downtown. See, Uh-oh. I love that stadium. I love the design. I wish it was bigger. 
Because like I, I, because I, I feel twenty thousand is that's a lot. Because I feel like you know you you've been around twenty years, and of course your existence date was like what eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand. I'm not like, hosting a national twenty. See that, that and that's and that's always yeah, my yeah. that's always well, maybe my, it's twenty five. That's 25. always my thing. It's like you know, especially, especially with it being Columbus. I'm like you know, yeah, and how important that home. is for yeah. for the U, for the U.S. national team. Like. Make it a little bit big. Like if you, if you're at the top of, of like a few thousand, do that. But make that shit bigger, man. Like I feel like there's so many teams within MLS that you know that sell themselves short. It's like you know let's 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 play it safe. You know let's you know keep it here. You know let's not risk it. Like no risk that shit. Like you know put, like market your team, uh, make a it frugal, big. Frugal athlete. Um. <laughs> 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 yes, we're, we're going to get we're going to get the, uh, the L uh, the second. Frugal on, on, team? Uh, yeah. Do we have a frugal team that we? <laughs> Honestly, I think twenty thousand is a good number, especially in the market they're in. Um, you have a packed look, and then you can get more and more people want to come there, especially in the downtown area. And it, it possibly they could just be limited to what the city permitted for them to build downtown on. Columbus. So I mean, honestly, it's good. And, you know, and, the first and, and, and that was always my thing. Downtown. And that was always they my thing. There. That was always my thing when Precart was talking about, you know, moving the team because, like, I I compared because the the hot, the NHL team, the Blue Jackets, they play they play downtown, and really all considering their their attendance numbers aren't that much better than the, what the crew was, and they were out in the suburbs, like out by the fairgrounds, and I'm like, are you really going to catch the kind of attendance numbers that you really want just by being downtown like i'm hoping that you know they they pull things through because like even like this year you know they have the new ownership already there and it's like you know the, the attendance has been like yeah it's like yeah it's it's, it's it's okay but i'm hoping that you know between now and I, I think they're supposed to be breaking around on the new stadium before the end of the year but so i guess like they'll probably be ready by 2021 it and i'm like next year that's, that's on their website it's 2020 that so that, that, that must be I must, well, that, must be, that must be second. That must October. be second half. Yeah. It said be. October twenty, so it'll be like ready End for the season. So, so yeah, so, like so. Stadium? <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they, they got they got covered seats and all that shit like that. Yeah. that that's, it's the it's, real deal. So the stadium is fully covered. The supporter section will have about the supporter section will have standing seats like like MLS teams are building all over the place. So there'll be standing that it looks nice. There's gonna have bars and shops outside, so when there's not a season going on, they're still generating revenue for the question. city. When has a rendering ever looked like how you? Not, not everything's like DC, man. Like DC's <laughs> a whole different. Like DC's Orlando a whole different story. Orlando was perfect what they built. Wow, you get a compliment to Orlando. They, I mean, they're, we, we they don't, don't win don't, soccer don't, games. We don't do that I gotta too give often. Them, I gotta give them some. They don't. They don't have to play on the field. So. We don't do that too often. But their stadium but yeah. is nice stadium. Orlando is a pretty yeah, because because uh, the U.S. is it's coming great. there in um, in back. They're going back there in, in November. If you haven't been down there to Orlando Stadium, it's okay. It's nice. It's okay. It's a nice stadium. He says it's nice. It's okay. It's, we're, we it's, it's, it's have like, no allegiance like, on like, this podcast. Like like, you, like you ever been to um to FedEx Field in Washington? Oh well, Maryland yep. technically. Yeah, it's like it's like that. It's like, 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 that. like like it does. It didn't age well. Like it's it, that seems like barely twenty years old. It's like yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like that. I saw Drogba play there. I saw Rudy play there. I saw Drogba play against Ronaldo. And like, Ronaldo and I, and, I, and I tell you like this, FedEx Field is like the biggest sweat box ever yeah, in life. It is. You do sweat like a motherfucker. Oh my god, that, that that place is awful. What like, else we got? But um, but yeah. Oh, Q and A's, Q and A's. We we got one. Um, actually, uh, from um. From uh, one of our homies that, who just ordered a, a name set from FTCUTD.myshopify.com. 
Oh, that's a nice drip. Mr. 3 6 don't play. Yo. I saw that. That, yo. I'm so hyped about that. You have no idea. Because, like, cause we've been trying to figure out, like, patterns on our name sets for a, for a minute. Oh, so, to finally see that, to finally see one finally go down and actually get printed and come out just right, I was like, yo. I can't tell you, like, how hype I was on that shit. Like, and, and then, you know, we, we got more shit coming. You know, Annie. Oh. Matter of <clears throat> fact. Before I forget, hang on real quick. Oh. All right, well, this is a this is an audio podcast. So what's going on right now? Is Greg is walking to his box and he has some drip. Looks like it's a Schalke jersey. We're gonna we're gonna post this on the social. It's a Weston McKinney number two with the red, white, and blue. With the stars. With the stars and yeah. stripes. That's this is, this, this right is for, for the coach. For the coach. We're going to post this on the social. So right when y'all see this, if you're like, I want some drip. I, I, want, I want some drip in my life. You know what I mean? You go to uh, hey, FTC. Weston McKinney don't even have it. Like, Weston McKinney, you we should send one to Weston McKinney, man. Maybe nah, he might wear nah, it, man. I'm gonna do this like Supreme. Yeah, only one, and then I'm resell for like fifteen hundred. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if you want your own drip, go to ftcutd.myshopify.com, or you can go to our social. We got the link. We got the link on our socials. If you can't remember that. But yeah, uh, the Q and A. Let's get back up with that real quick. Uh, this one is from. Uh, Tony, like like I'm like, like a stripper. Tony just dropped money on Greg <laughs> right. like this was Players Club, man. Oh God. <laughs> Have fun. But yes, uh, hang on real quick. Lisa Ray cousin. <laughs> Y'all are so wrong. It makes no sense, man. But um, <sighs> but yeah. Basically, the, the question was, do we see, does uh, MLS see USL as a threat, you know, given its, its yes. uh, growth and everything? And I think that uh, you had Kansas City. That, that, this is from uh, Brian Arndt. From, uh, he's a Kansas City, uh, sporting Kansas City supporter. Uh, do you guys think MLS should worry about M- uh, about USL? Fans? Yeah, man. Kansas City has had a lot of support from Nebraska and Iowa, but with Des Moines and, Iowa and uh, Omaha picking up, legit USL size should this should this <laughs> get interesting? Solid. <laughs> and yeah, I think I've said this on, on previous shows. I think that given the growth of USL, like I think it's unavoidable that MLS should should get at least somewhat worried because they you know, already killed in ESL. Yeah, yo, and I think that. Because you, cause you still have a you still have a dynamic where you have MLS plucking teams from lower divisions and, and not giving them any type of replacement club, right? And until that dynamic gets worked out, you know, at some point US USL is going to be like, okay, like how the like 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 what are we doing here? Like you, we just giving y'all clubs and just not giving that shit back? Like that? I think that dynamic. You know, granted, they have a working relationship. I think that until you say, "Okay, we're we're going to give you this because we because you, we took this from you guys," some parachute payments. Yeah, and you know, like five million. Like if when a team when a team is playing is paying two hundred million to get into MLS, and you're only giving five million back to USL, that's that's just not enough. It's a slap in the face. It really is. Disrespectful, man. And so. 
I think that if nothing else, USL should see should see what MLS doing. Like, like y'all playing us hard. Y'all playing us so damn bad. And I think in that regard, you know, until that until that stuff gets resolved, you're really you're really stuck because. Granted, there's no pro-rel. You know what? We should really do a pro-rel. I've I've been told by guys here at the table that we should do a pro-rel episode. You know, I'm not going to put it out of your names. (laughs) We should do an episode about that one day. But um, once we get the Cialis money, one day. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, hey, pro-rel sponsored by Cialis. When that happens, we're going to have a pro-rel conversation. (laughs) We're going to get in there. You know what? You got enough kids, man. (laughs) You right. That's why I need sponsors, man. <laughs> Baby's got to eat. Get you Durex now. <laughs> That's why but I'm in yeah. a situation now because of Durex. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, of course we we talked with you know fans of you of USL uh, teams last week, and you know they they I think they definitely see it, and I think that you know I'm pretty sure there's more USL supporters out here who really see that. Given the dynamic, it's like, what's the real payoff here? Because, like I said, you have teams who who bounce from USL to get into MLS, and it's like, okay, like where does this really leave MLS? Because like you, you're you're probably going to have Sacramento. Like, of course, you know, MLS wants to deny that you know Sacramento's not coming. I'm like, it's coming, it's coming, bro. Sacramento <laughs> ain't happening, bro. Um, unless Phoenix comes up with a stadium in the next two three weeks, that's happening. Greg. Stop lying to these Sacramento. Hey, I want to hear y'all opinion. Yeah. About USL versus MLS. I'm going to say, don't sleep on a little brand new. The culture that they're building. USL has an ambitious commissioner. That's right. He's saying, fuck MLS. Let's build stadiums. Let's keep building the culture up. And they should be doing that. Right. They should. You should build it as if, like, MLS isn't an option. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Continue to build your culture. Continue to build stadiums, build infrastructure. So, I I I like what... um, was it North Carolina FC is doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saying MLS bet or not, we're building the stadium. Yeah. 20K. And, and, that, and that's how they should be doing it. It's like, like, we don't care what's happening. We're building our shit. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's awesome that what USL is doing. I think, obviously, what we're doing on this show, obviously, we're getting some highlights of USL clubs and everything. You do get a sense like there is a true, uh, I mean, lack of a better word, culture with it. You know, MLS seems more buttoned up. We, whereas you know, USL has more of where you have a personal identity to the local communities and the local um, cities or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's an attraction to that. Yep. Now, that gets more of a grassroots feeling to it in a sense. Like, there's this going to get a lot of traction because people say it's more, you know, it's Person. more personalized mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. what I want to identify with as opposed to something that's more no Bella Chow. Yeah. On the west side, and the jerseys are hotter. Yeah, they could they could have Nike and, and Hummel and USL Suge Knight right now, y'all. Yeah, yeah. they tired of MLS telling you what you can and can't do. <laughs> Come on down to USL. <laughs> Greg, can you put that in a look book? USL <laughs> is should, should be Suge Knight right now. I like Am I it. wrong? No, I, I mean, all, cons- but, but all considering, you- like, you know, I think because at least a while back, I heard that no. there are at least some some clubs that are like, you know, we went up to MLS. And it's not it's not quite what we thought of. Of course, I, Portland. 
Buddy yeah. Soda. Yeah. <laughs> or Mando. Like, <laughs> and I think that, I think in, in an ideal world, if they could. They would go back. They would. Because at, at least you had that freedom. Like, yeah, Cincinnati would be relegated right now. Like, shit. God, they were living the dream <laughs> oh, last year. So, nerd, nerd moment. Uh, MLS Reddit. <laughs> Seen some memes about Cincinnati. They won the they won the wooden spoon this year. They're the worst team in MLS, like mm. overall. And then they're like, there they, was a meme, the Drake meme, talking about like last year. They was like pro rail, pro rail. This yeah. year they're like, nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's another team. But honestly, uh, if a, would be a really good coup for USL is to take the um, MLS two teams and send them down to uh, League Two. I mean League One. And say, like, our championship is going to be independent clubs. Like, look, we want only independent clubs in our championship. This is our Premier League. And nothing affiliated. No affiliated. Yet. I want this. Uh, Red Bulls 2, Atlanta United 2, you guys can play against, you know, Richmond and all that. Essentially, that's what they're doing anyway. Like, I mean, it's young boys. Mm-hmm. Who I mean, Red Bulls is fucking running the championship. Yeah, talk of that, too. So. Yeah, so, like, that, honestly, and that, that would be the big coup to really show, like, USL is like, yeah, we're coming for you. So... Great question. Is there another question? No, that's actually like before we wrap up. I I did want to give L a, a, a shout out here. You know, uh, uh, you know, give him some time. You know, shout out like what what he's, what he's representing. You know, hopefully, you know, we can we can we can join in on that. Like, uh, tell us about a uh, billionaire bus, man. Oh, um, yeah. So billionaire bus is a uh, it's a independent. I want to say it's lifestyle brand, but it's a brand that's. Um, built around uplifting minorities so it started off um, uplifting minority entrepreneurs inspiring them inspiring a billion um, minority entrepreneurs to uh, create billion dollar enterprises essentially so okay. that you hints why he's here with us one of our arms is billionaire bus media and what we do is we try to help uplift um, minority media outlets um, and kind of elevate their voice in whatever sector of media they're in. So whether it be sports, business, fashion, lifestyle, etc., we want to be kind of like that backbone and service provider to kind of help them um, put out content that's high quality, um, make sure their socials and everything are high quality and on point. So that's what we want to do. We just want to help the culture grow. Mm. See, mm. see, see that plug, man? Like, mm. Mm, like that, man. Mm. But yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I said thanks for you know coming through. Um, you know, hopefully we, we can um, you know do do some more business in, in the future. But yeah, man. You know, before we wrap up, man. Like, you know, where can they when they can't touch the socials, man? They are fly. That ain't us. Grego, man, you can find us at FTC UTB on uh, Twitter, Instagram. We got a Facebook page. You can find us at FTC UTD Soccer Show on Facebook. Uh, I mean, we're on YouTube at FTC UTD. I mean, anywhere you can find any media, any DSPs, we're out there. We ain't on Snapchat. I mean, that shit dead, man. So. Hold up, before 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 we head out, man. Shout out to the coach Tony Clutch. Like you, uh, we we showed some shots of him at the black tie f- function for stock in the streets, man. You know he still got it. Man. You know, 
Like, he still got it, man. Like, he still got the feet. Like, he's still strong, man. I want to shout out Coach Tony for something else, but I'm going to wait for him to put it out there. Coach is making big moves out here for uh, his, his, his organization. He's making big moves for the culture, man. So, like, you know, if people don't tell you they appreciate you at work, man, we appreciate you here, brother. <laughs> hey, listen. With, with, with that passive-aggressive ass, Mole on the mic. Hey, man, this is Ringo, Grego, Coach Tony. Man, this is the culture, man. And we out. Deuces. Deuces. I'm trying to put a boy heart on.